0: Dave, we have a uh, a special guest today. Tell us uh, tell us all about this. Oh, uh, Rick, you know, as big time. Don't tell us everything because we still have to do the interview. But well, you know, give me a give me a thumbnail sketch.
1: Well, as you know, we're big time publishers, and we're going to have one of our yeah. authors on, and his name is Lou Macaluso. Yeah. And Lou wrote a book, a wonderful book, really an inspiring book, Leaving Glory for Greatness, and it's a biography of a very notable Chicago athlete yeah but athlete turned
0: civil rights activist right and um his name is lamar thomas i'm seeing where the where the greatness is and i'm seeing where the glory is right but and we'll have to see how he left it. glory we'll have for to the great in the the right. colors uh yeah. been, and and thankfully lou Macaluso will be here to do that because it's time for minutia men celebrity interview
1: the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Celebrity interview. interview with Rick and
0: Dave. Dave, our guest today, uh, it's one of our rare repeat guests here at Minutia Celebrity <sighs> Interview. We've had Jim Peterick on three times. We've had John Landecker on three times. Anthony Scaramucci mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. And now a return appearance for one of our favorite authors, Chicagoan Lou McAlusa. So welcome to the show, Lou. Lou, you're like the Saturday Night Live hosts that do more than one, right? right? Uh, who is it? Uh,
1: uh,
2: Martin Short? You know, you know what really hit me when you said that is I'm in the same category as the mooch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: That's That's, that's just...
0: That's just whatever. I, I'll, uh, I'll record this. <laughs> Three more times yeah. and you get a blazer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get,
1: right. <laughs> uh, seven more times you get the key to the executive men <laughs> bathroom. I don't think I want that. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> right.
0: you, you really don't. Yeah. Well, listen. Uh, you have a new book out. It's one of the. Right. It's a book that has actually been flying off the Eckhart's Press uh, shelves uh, over the holidays here, leaving greatness for glory is the life story of Lamar Thomas and I think before you tell us anything else you got to tell us a little bit about who this man was who was Lamar?
2: Lamar Thomas um, actually went to the same high school I did Thornton Township High School. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Uh, when he went to, when he was at Thornton he was um, a high school all-American at football. In basketball, he led his teams to uh, to state championships. But more importantly, uh, when he graduated as an honor student, he went on to Michigan State University, and he played for the legendary, legendary, <laughs> legendary Duffy Doherty, and he was the lead rusher for the Michigan State Spons- uh, Spartans. And uh, also, he was actually, I think, the the eighth leading rusher in the in the Big Ten at the time. At any rate, he was one of the number one pro football prospects. Um, most of the uh, the NFL teams at that time were looking at him, particularly George Hallis, who, uh, when Gail Sayers ran six touchdowns in one game and broke an NFL record. He arranged for Lamar and Gale to have uh, dinner together, even though Lamar was just a senior in high school at the time. At any rate, Lamar gave all that up. No, wait, so that before
0: up. before you go on, uh, we're sure. talking like 1965 or so, 66?
2: 1966. Six, yeah, okay. 1966, that era anyway. Uh, and when he went to Michigan State, he was, as I said, an all-conference uh, running back in 1968. You know, they had an interesting rule back then. If you were a freshman in any collegiate sport, the NCA did not allow you to participate in a varsity sport until your sophomore year. Right. Uh, so they had to wait a year. But anyway, his sophomore year, uh, he broke all kinds of records at Michigan State. But during that spring, he was very much um, concerned and uh, very well concerned, I guess is not a strong enough word. He was upset about a lot of the uh, discrimination that was going on at MSU. And um, he formed something called the the uh, Black Student Alliance, which now uh, is Prevalent in not only colleges, but in high schools and even junior highs Mm -hmm. uh, all over the nation. But he started it uh, by bringing together a lot of the black athletes from Michigan State, and they brought their concerns to their mentor, a guy named uh, Robert Lee Green. And Robert Lee Green was Martin Luther King's educational consultant for the Southern Christian Leadership Convention. At any rate, uh, he, they brought their concerns. They started the very first all black athlete boycott in any university. And um, after two days, the uh, athletic director, a guy by the name of um, biggie munn who actually was a you made that name racist. up there's
1: no way that's the guy's name i
2: did not make that name up <laughs> it's a stage name i did not name. make that name up i swear to god i know it sounds like something from a bad novel but uh no biggie uh biggie was a self-proclaimed racist uh he was one of these guys that thought it was a big mistake to bring uh jackie robinson into the big mm-hmm. leagues that's how bad he was and anyway, they brought some demands to him, and he laughed at them and crossed them out. He, uh, one of the demands was to have at least one assistant black coach uh, at any sport, at any level. And Biggie just laughed and said, um, uh, Negroes, as referred to back then, he didn't think were uh, smart enough mm. to coach at the time. Jeez. Well, they weren't, they weren't sure what to do about all of that. And then something happened that that spurred them on. And uh, unfortunately it was the assassination of Martin Luther King. And uh, that is what spurred the, the the boycott and uh, the boycott got national attention. So uh, Biggie was um, a little embarrassed by this and he caved in after, you know, after about uh, two days. Um, Lamar Uh, went back to practice after those two days. And uh, although he had spent six and a half years playing organized football, mostly from both sides of the ball, he never sustained an injury. But after the first scrimmage, um, you know, the pile unpiled up, if you will, and he was riding in pain from a knee injury. A lot of people uh, suspected that it was payback from some of his... um, uh, less sympathetic teammates. And there were quite a few of them, uh, mostly the the white uh, teammates, not all of them, and even some of the, the black teammates. But anyway, Lamar never blamed anybody. But after knee surgery, he decided to quit football, and he became a an activist. And he worked with Dr. Robert Lee Green, and together they uh, they wrote um, scholarly books and, and papers about um, uh, black activism and um, uh, civil rights, and um, at any rate, he came back and probably the uh, the, the the biggest contribution he, made. He, he worked for the EEOC. I think I, I, I get it right fifty percent of the time. Yeah, the and that is a it's a tongue twister. Opportunity right, yeah. Yeah. Commission, I believe it was. Yeah. Anyway, he worked for them, and um, but he, his most probably a noble accomplishment is his high school, my high school, Thornton Township High School, was actually going broke. Um, Harvey, Illinois was all of the factories had moved out it once it did, the number one or the the richest tax base in the state of Illinois. and uh, today it's the poorest. so there was wow. no ta- there were virtually no tax money going there. Anyway, he uh, the school. So was Donald closed. Trump lived
1: there then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, he had something to do with that, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, um, uh, Lamar put together some alumni. They formed a a group called the Thornton Alumni Legacy Fund, and in short, they they raised millions of dollars, saved the school, and restored it, and um, it's still restored today. And that's kind of a uh, an outline of who he is and basically what the book is about although it's you know it's a lot more than that but um you know that, that that's basically who lamar was he he passed away in 2019 mm-hmm. by the way
1: well it's a fascinating story and certainly applicable nowadays with black life i mean it's a it's a full circle i mean this yeah. is a, you know and it's and it's a great book you know and made this may be that he's, I know the answer to this question, probably, but you wrote this book because it's a story that needs to be told, right?
2: Uh, exactly. And, and more importantly, it was a story that a lot of alumni have bought the book, but uh, I'm working with various high schools right now, uh, Thornton Township High School for one. I think it's a story high school kids uh, should read about because – you know, even though, it, you know, it's decades old today, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and all kinds of, of, of groups going, you know, uh, that, that are dealing with that, um, the problems, the racial problems, um, can see somebody who kind of rose out of nothing and, you know, could have chosen a career of being a, uh, a gloried uh, uh, pro football person. And with money and so forth and he chose another route and um less glorious but um i don't know much greater i think
0: well, well yeah, that you know, sounds like the title yeah he yeah. left glory for greatness yeah i am <laughs> seeing where you came up with that now uh, it, uh, so you not...
2: actually my wife came up with it oh credit. did she um, okay and, yeah and every time somebody gives me credit uh, and she's not here right now. Yeah. She reminds them, <laughs> so uh, I'll put that on.
0: Too. So you know, not uh, not everyone in Chicago remembers uh, Lamar's name, um, but you know, as you mentioned, there's one place that will never forget him, and that's the alma mater, uh, your shared alma mater, and that's a big part of this book. You were talking about how the alumni are supporting it, how they're they're going out and buying it, but it. This man really was like a once-in-a-generation kind of person, wasn't he?
2: Right, right. And, you know, it's it's really kind of strange because I'm getting uh, a lot of, of course, positive feedback from people who know him. And, you know, this was the first time I, I did a biography. And... um I'm not sure at my age I ever want to do one again.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> I'll tell you
2: why. <laughs> uh, like I was mentioning to you guys, um, you know, before uh, before all of this, you know, the, the three of us can, can, you know, look at some kind of event and all, you know, uh, uh, observe the same things. Ten years from now, somebody asks us what's ha- what happens, and, you know, the, the – uh, the answers will be, the, the descriptions will be similar, but there'll be a lot of things different. And uh, I was worried about the fact that when I wrote this, so many people had witnessed him in various situations that I describe in the book um, that, uh, you know, they would say this was wrong and that was wrong, but um, that didn't happen. Mm. It didn't happen. I, I got more people saying, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. And one of the people who, I was really worried about was his widow because she helped so much, and I think I got the the best review from her, and that was a, a sigh of relief, um, for me anyway. But um, no, it was uh, it, it was quite a, a project for me and different.
1: You know um, what I love about book, especially all the references to all the people that he had met. I mean, he his path crossed. You know the, some of the biggest names in 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 the sports world, but also the civil rights community, which you had mentioned. Um, tell yeah. tell us a little bit about some of the sports legends uh, that you know made an appearance in. The, uh, well, that, that make them one
2: paint. of them, one of them, and this is one that that uh, I found inter- interesting because even younger people uh, may remember uh, Bubba Smith, mm-hmm. um, who was uh, quite a. An outstanding athlete in the pros and in uh, in, at Michigan State, but then he went on to make movies. Right, right. Yeah, he got to be known through that through all those police academy movies
0: and And the light beer commercials. Don't forget those. Yes, the
2: light. You're right. You're right. The light beer commercials. (laughs) And what's interesting is Bubba was the complete antithesis of Lamar, where Lamar was a kind of a quiet, shy hero. You didn't. You didn't mess with him but um Bubba (laughs) Bubba was well loved at Michigan State but he was also um, kind of a clown Mm. um they used to um they used to call his Cadillac he drove around at Michigan State University the Bubba mobile (laughs) and um before games, they used to chant outside his door room, uh, kill Bubba, kill. Um, <laughs> that's nice, isn't it?
0: <laughs> and that's funny. He was kind <laughs> of uh, he, uh, flamboyant, wasn't uh,
2: he? Right, right. And, and one of the things, one of the stories that I love is, well, Bubba used to talk to uh, about himself in third person a hmm. lot. You know, Bubba does this and Bubba does that. <laughs> and the night before what was called the Game of the Century, and this was in, uh, I believe it was 1966. It was going to decide who was number one, Michigan State or Notre Dame. Mm. The night before the game, Bubba got pulled over by the police for a number of outstanding tickets and was put in jail. Oh. And um, uh, I, th- the name comes up again Biggie Munn.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Biggie Munn bailed him out and uh, threatened to have the police chief fired.
0: <laughs> Don't you know we have situation. a big game tomorrow? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, you got a big game tomorrow, so you know. And of course Bubba loves saying Bubba's sorry and that's all he said.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
2: The, the, the rumor was too Bubba used to, to show up to classes and he was one of those that that actually I, I put in the book one of the things that bothered Lamar Is that you know they kind of forced him and other athletes to take classes like um, football in your future 101. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, uh, uh, advanced football in your future (laughs) 307, and so they could stay eligible. And uh, Lamar boycotted against it. Uh, Bubba loved it. Um, As a matter of fact, it was uh, some of the the players used to say he used to come. In the lecture rooms, raise his hand, and the professor would say, "Yes, Mr. Smith." And he would say, Bubba's is tired. He's going back to the dorm." <laughs> and we'd go back. And uh, <laughs> that was his life. But anyway, that was that was one of the more um, prominent people that are mentioned in there. But uh, but there were others also,
0: and and uh, civil rights leaders too. I mean, you mentioned oh, Martin, yeah. Martin Luther uh, King.
2: Martin Luther King. Um, Uh, Dr. Robert Lee Green um, is about 90 years old now, and he is the one I mentioned who was Dr. King's uh, educational advisor, if you will. And um, when he passed away, uh, you you know, Dr. Green calls me to this day about every Every other week or so. At first, he would call me and say, "Where are my books?" You know. And I'd
0: say, well, they're yeah.
2: coming, Doc. They're coming. Right. You know? Well, you know, you got to say and everything. I but actually was screening. I did... was
1: screening his phone calls because he was mad. So <laughs> yeah. He. Was gonna, yeah. <laughs> he uh,
2: but at any rate, he he um, he called me after the book was out and would just call me. And I and I don't want to, you know, uh, mention this as you know, saying he's ninety years old and senile or whatever, but. Uh, it, it's kind of great to talk to him because he'll just have a thought about Lamar, and he'll call me up and tell me about it. You know, you know, not something that necessarily would or wouldn't go in the book, but just to say, you know, I I I got to share this with somebody. Lamar did this or Lamar mm. did that. Or, um, oh, by the way, he found uh, a manuscript that Lamar had sent him. And I don't know why he had never opened it, but he had opened it. Lamar was actually writing a biography of him uh, shortly before Lamar's death.
0: Oh wow! And, um,
2: so I'll be talking to him about that. But uh, yeah, he was a, he, hes just a great figure, um, and still active, uh, believe it or not, uh, at the age of ninety.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, when he—if uh, we know a publisher. Yeah. For this manuscript. Yeah, exactly. You know, we could probably get this manuscript published.
2: I know, I know.
1: Uh-huh. Um Tom Dreeson Go on, I'm sorry, what were you no, gonna No, I was say? just
2: gonna say I uh you know, I just had to um it stored a bunch of books from Dave the other day yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> in a parking lot. I, the, yeah, in we, the parking lot. Yeah. It looked like we
2: were doing a drug deal. Yeah.
0: Um, we're very glamorous, Lou. Yeah, yeah. Very glamorous. <laughs> right.
1: And I pi- I picked the Manny's uh, parking lot because I was a little low on some brisket. You know, yeah. some like, you, yeah, know, then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, right.
0: Multitasking. Uh, so,
1: comedian Tom Dreesen, friend of our show. Yeah. Uh, he's been a uh, guest on. But oh, yeah. Uh, Tom is,
2: he's a friend of mine. Um, I kid him because he's 10 years older than me and can't do a damn thing about it. <laughs> um, but anytime, uh, any of our books come out, Tommy always, um, helps me along with some reviews and I do the same for him and so forth. But, uh, Tommy was a real good friend of Lamar's, uh, toward the end of Lamar's. As a matter of fact, Lamar, um, he was one of the people that Lamar called at the end of his life. Wow. And, uh, you know, Tommy is, you know, he wrote a really nice blurb for the book. And, um, you know, I can't say enough about the guy. Uh, I, I call him on occasion, but with Tommy, it's, it's strange. You can call him, he'll pick up his phone anytime. He can be in the middle of a, a doing a set, he can be in the middle of, you know, doing a documentary. But you never want to call him when he's on
0: the golf course. Oh, really? That's funny. Oh, no, no. If
2: he's on the golf course, this is out of bounds. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, well, he he's a great guy. Uh, he you really know, I've is. met him many really times is. over the years. Uh, so, so Lou, let's get to the the nuts and bolts here. Where can people find your book? Uh, do all your plugs? Where? How do people follow Lou?
2: Well. Um, you know, before before I hooked up with you guys and Eckhart's Press, you know, um, we talked about this at length at at, uh, at one time. You know, my, my other books, the you know, are available to people conventionally on Amazon and all those other online um, thieves. No, I. Mean, uh, <laughs> but, We're so not going to argue, anyways, with, it, right? It, right? Right? Great <laughs> way for people to get books for readers. Um but unfortunately, uh if you if you want to sell your book and make more than a dollar sixty five <laughs> um I don't mean per book, I mean for yeah. all your book. Um, you better go somewhere else. And the and one of the reasons I, I chose and they can get their book through Eckhart's press, um uh if if they uh you guys can give a better
0: um, yeah, we'll we'll know, we'll uh, we'll, we'll wrap that up all up for you. you yeah, right
2: but I but I think it's important for people to know that the reason I I am doing it this way is that um, I am not accepting any money for this in terms of oh know, cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah.
2: yeah yeah for you guys yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> no no I but basically and I'm saying this. Um, Uh, somewhat embarrassed. I'm not saying it to show you how noble I am, but this would have been Lamar's wish, is all that money is going to go to Thornton High School for their programs through TELF, because I know that's what what Lamar would have wanted. And the best way to do that would be to get the book straight from the publisher.
1: Or get like 14 or 17 copies of the book. Yes, right.
2: Yeah. But, um, you know, it's... uh, you know, you guys are great uh, with regard to getting the book out there and so forth. And, um, and uh, you know, easy to work with being not only saying that from an author's point of view, but from people who are buying books, uh, uh, they can they can get it that way. If they want to uh, address me through Facebook or through my email, it's Lou Macaluso at Gmail dot com. Um L O U M A C A L U S O at Gmail dot com. No spaces. You know, uh, I can direct you to you know, to getting a book. I'm I'm right now working on trying to get some book signing gigs here for Martin Luther King Day. There's another oh. thing going on. Okay. And um, That's coming up. We're trying to get the book in possibly the Chicago public schools. And and some other things, because um, I've been told by teachers of African-American history that um, it would be a really good asset to be in their curriculum. So besides being an interesting book for people who are interested in in football, in heroes, um, in black lives, uh, black uh, biographies, uh, it's also an educational book. Uh, to some degree. So I'm, I am proud of it.
0: And, yeah, it's uh, a good one. You been. should be. It's got glory. It's got greatness. <laughs> it's it's yeah. good. It's, Perfect. it's got it all Lou. And actually uh, we're very proud to yeah. have published it. And, and thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to, to talk to us about it on the podcast. Thanks Lou.
2: Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I love talking with you guys. You know, I, I was trying to figure, um, you know, this is, um, serious book and that. Uh, but every time I talk to you guys, uh, I, I just think about the, the, great, the great interview you had with the Mooch. Well, I missed a lot of it because I was laughing so much. Yeah. Um, but, but at any rate, I, I'm really glad to see that I'm now on par the second time. You are. You're tied record. with yes, the Mooch right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So next book, you break the Mooch yeah. record, although we may have oh, him on again yeah, before that.
2: Right. Will be, that will be
0: my, uh, my goal. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Take Bye it buddy. easy. Bye-bye. Bye, Lou. Take care. Swell guy.
1: You know, when it, when talking about Lamar, it strikes me as how similar
0: he is to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah, you that's think? true. But, you know, also talking to Lou, it, we, we've known Lou for years yeah. now and and lou is not serious very often yeah you know? he's he's but uh he's you he's know, a jokey guy he's a jokey guy yeah we we joke around with him mm-hmm. all the time uh, but i can tell this very passionate about this and this really means, something. means a yeah. lot to and and it should it's a really yeah. remarkable book we're very proud of it and um so it's a story that needs go, to be told. Go get it. It's yeah. at EckhartsPress.com. A special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana, with OPI com. OPI is hippo backwards. OPPIH com. It's distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com, and we'll be back again soon with a brand new episode of Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. The
1: proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com.
0: Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? We are the hosts of Minutia Men. I'm Rick Kemper, and I'm Dave Stern. I'm German. I'm Jewish. I have three sons. I have three daughters. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Sox fan. I have hair. <laughs> Minutia
1: Men and Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.